Hey, welcome to the Coach Bo Knows Podcast on the Studio Soapbox Network. I'm Coach Bo, Brian O'Connor. We're recorded live at the undisclosed location of the O'Connor Advisory Group Studios. You can check out all things O'Connor Advisory Group at oagks.com. You can also interact with the show on Facebook. Uh, Coach, just search out Coach Bo Knows. On Twitter and Instagram at Coach Bono's Show, and you can email us at Coach Show at gmail.com. And this is episode 4.5, and we're going to have some fun today. I uh, hope you enjoyed our chat with Ellen Wingenter back on Monday. It was a great pod. Kind of, uh, you guys might know Token Girl from, uh, as we call her, uh, from Fantasy Football, but uh, Ellen is a lot more than a Token Girl. She was wonderful. I hope you guys got something out of that. You know, we're her and I are a couple of forty-plus-year-olds dealing with kids and careers and everything else, and we're kind of all in the same group there. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. This week we're going to be joined by uh, Thomas Bridges uh, from the Jones Report. Uh, Tom's going to come in. He's going to talk about. Uh, he's going to be our correspondent from the Oklahoma State Boise game last weekend. He's going to tell us all about his experience at Boise State and. Uh, he had a couple of really great stories. I think you'll enjoy that. Um, after Thomas, we're going to have Hayden Fallick from the uh, ProWrestlingHistoricalSociety.com and uh, PWHS on Facebook. Uh, Hayden's going to come in. We're going to talk uh, Dark Side of the Ring in its season premiere last Thursday. We're going to talk about, um, uh, which was from the plane ride from hell, we're going to talk about AEW, WWE, just kind of all things wrestling. Hayden's great when he comes on. I really enjoy my time with him. So let's get to it and uh, have Thomas come on in. Hey, right now we're going to welcome in uh, from you. Probably heard him on the Jones Report with Tyler Jones, my man Tom Bridges, who is part of our um, fantasy football league here at the Coach Bonos podcast. And he'll be joining us from time to time. A little segment uh, we have a name for it, but we're not going to use the name. I think. Uh, well, we'll get to that later, I think. Uh, hey, Tom, how you doing, bud? Hey, good, Bo. Good to hear from you. You know, I, I feel like, that, you know, when you record with Tyler, we're no longer on the same time, but yeah. I'm just all I'm all gigged out for the most part. Yeah. Um, like... Go ahead. I've got I got stuff going like about every day of the week, at least at night. It feels like so. I'm. It's it's been a while. Yeah, usually, so people know, I'm on the Jones Report weekly. I do a little football segment and. I uh, record those with Tyler on Wednesday nights and we used to do it where it was Tom and Tyler and myself, Tom's working in the evenings. So now it's just Tyler and I, so I do kind of miss having you and chopping it up with you a little bit. So uh, I'm glad you got to come in today. We got to record this a little early today. So thanks for doing it. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I've been yeah. listening to your pod so far and uh, yeah. I've been enjoying it sitting here at work, just working away and you know, give me some hey, good content to jam to. Hey, give me a rating or review, a five star rating. Less than yeah, five. I, I need, you know, I, I need to. I need to go on there and, and rate yeah, it on Spotify. Yeah. I need to. So, uh, hey, tell everybody what the name of your fantasy football team is. Yeah, it's, uh, it's it, you know, I've used it. It's this league and another league I'm in. Um, it's uh, Vic Brothers Dog Training. I tried to put dog obedience, but it wouldn't. It ran out of yeah. characters. Yeah. But you know, I, uh, you know, in one league, the Vic Brothers are doing really well, and in our league, uh, the Vic Brothers are working on a suspension. Yeah. Well, 
this week you've run into the, you're going to run into the buzzsaw because you're playing me this week. So I came up with a week loss, week one loss in a big way with a week two win, killing our fellow DJ, um, uh, DJ Corey Eaton. Uh, we just beat went ahead and beat him down on week two. So uh, uh, now hopefully we'll have the same result this week when I get, to, when I get our other DJ in, the, in here. Right. You know, and Jones so. gave me an ass whooping last week. Um, <laughs> And I will end up winning. The, the you know what was good about week one is I won with the least amount of points. If I'd have played anybody else, I would have lost. Yeah. Um. So I'm not scoring too hot so far. Uh. Not a right out of the gate. So Aaron Rodgers got to get together. Tyree Kill last week got shut down. Metcalf didn't do anything. My running backs are kind of trash. Uh, I'm trying to figure it out. I'm playing the playing the free agent pool and seeing if I can't score Jim. Yeah. You never know. This is the time of year to do it. I had Jonesy on last week, and he he said he was going to call a team meeting, chat with all of his guys, and say, hey, we've got to play better. we just got to be better. And uh, it works because now he is 2-0, and and he is uh, in first place as the highest-scoring team. So and he just put a, a, a whooping on you last week. So Yeah, he did. I think so he the battle of the Jones the report last points. week was won by, the, won by Tyler. Now we yeah, have the battle of the Coach Bonelli's here. Right. I don't think I played Tyler again unless I see him in the playoffs. And I don't know if we play again or not. I'll have to look at the yeah. at the old schedule. But yeah, I got I got whomped on. It's yeah. been a while since I had that that kind of an ass whoop. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes you need it. Sometimes you gotta just have a talk with your team this week, be like, hey, this is not a right. performance, gentlemen. And have that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Or hey. you got the Bengals all lined up too, so you know, yeah. I'm, I'm going to selfishly root for Pittsburgh this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went ahead and got Burrow and two of his uh, two of his receivers. I'm I'm all in on this. Coach Bo thinks Burrow's going to win an MVP eventually. So, um, hey, I wanted to ask. I was going to try to have you last week. We were trying to coordinate because you were in Boise. You went to the Boise Oklahoma State game. So, give us the full report. Tell us about Boise, the Smurf turf. You know what's going on, and I haven't been to Boise to a game. So, did we? Is this a place we got to put on our destinations in the future? Or give me the full report. How did Oklahoma State and your, and your Cowboys won? So that's good, right? They did, and you know when when I first got there, I think that was the yeah, I think that was the first day I was there, um, and we ended up hitting. This is very weird. I've never seen it anywhere else. Right. Does does Lawrence have research or no, they I wouldn't have research. That's a Tulsa thing. Does Lawrence have you guys what grocery stores do you have? Like Kroger? You guys own Dylan's there, owned dude. by Kroger, High Dylan. Um, what else do we have here? Um those, I, we have Walmart and Target and that stuff. And that's, well, yeah. Right. So Albertsons. Well, okay. we used to have Albertsons here in Oklahoma. Albertsons is stationed in Boise, and and uh, that's the name of Boise State's field. Uh, you know, it's it's Albertsons everything, kind of like in Texas, down south Texas, San Antonio is Whataburger everything. Yeah, that's like it is in Boise, and so we go there. And and another friend of of the show way back when uh, Brian Nolan he came down here when Boise played Oklahoma State. So I said, when Oklahoma State plays in Boise, we'll go up there. So return favorite trip. We go up there and he's like, all right, we're going to go to an Albertson's market and eat. And I was like, you're going to take us to a grocery store to eat. He goes, no, just wait. 
We show up at the Salversons and it's the best damn grocery store, restaurant, full service bar, uh, bakery, everything you could imagine in one place. And I could not believe it. I mean, they had like a sports bar and a grocery store. It was part of the grocery store and had one of the best bison burgers and a, and a top notch cocktail uh, in a grocery store. And I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. And I don't know if I'm getting old where I think grocery stores are cool now. I don't know if that's a getting older thing, but <laughs> was was blown away. I was like, well, holy shit. I was like, uh, research here in Tulsa. Have you been to a research? Anybody listening here in Tulsa or the Oklahoma era? Like needs to step their game up. Cause uh, you know, I had two, I had a, a, a full glass of wine and a cocktail and uh, a, a burger that was better than anything Chili's could put out. I swear. Um, and I thought, well, hell, this is cool. And then we go to the other Albertsons or drive by it. It's right next to the field. It's a two story grocery store. And on the second story is a bar with a huge patio looking over the stadium. This is an Albertsons grocery store. So they just wow. do. That was the first, first thing of like, okay, they do things a little bit different here. Um, the weather, great. I don't know. What is it in Lawrence right now? It's probably pretty cool in Lawrence, it isn't it? It got cool today. We're in the 70s today. Right. And, I mean, and down here in Oklahoma, it's been, you know, today is actually really nice, and yesterday was really nice. So, I think we're on the downward trend, or it might just be a cold front. But um, when I was in Boise, it was here in Oklahoma, it was like real filled temp of about 100. Um, and so, I didn't miss that. It was like a nice, cool 55 in the mornings. Um, but you know, the other, the when that's when you try to get me on the show and Albertson's, uh, this is the, <laughs> this, this is the 0.5 show, right? Yeah. You can say what you want here. Yeah. See the, the Albertson's got me all fucked up. Um, <laughs> and I was, yeah, I was all out of it and I was like, holy shit. I was like, I was like, if Bo's trying to get me to record, I was like, oh shit. Like, I don't even know where I'm at right now. We end up going to some Buffalo Tavern bar that was like a line dancing and I, and I was like, I would ask Brian, I said, where are, like, this is a different type of place. Like, and I smoked them all in darts. You know, my friend Billy, uh, he went with me from, from, he also lives in Tulsa, Broken Arrow. So we went up there, I had to smoke them all in darts, show them the way. Um, but, you know, the next day we explored Boise and we figured out that Oklahoma State was throwing a little pep rally of some sorts um, downtown at a super nice hotel. And so, Right is right around the capital, which is it's very odd. I, I mean, it's it's like a big city, but it's not. It's smaller than Tulsa, Oklahoma is, okay. um, and it it felt felt very very small. But anyway, the crazy weird part about Boise, we go to these this arcade type bar. It's called Space Bar. Okay, and we walk in, and there's some old games. You know, the OG Atari is in there. They got all the old pinball machines, Galaga. I mean, they got. They got everything, right? All the, the NBA Jam. They didn't have Blitz. Um, only knock on them. But then we get down to where there's the, the little claw machines. And it's right by the bar. And so I'm going over there to get a drink. And I look over and I'm like, what in the hell's in this claw machine? There's a there's two suction cup dildos in these, along with on the bottom of this claw machine, all sorts of different kind of sex toys and and personal lubricants and i'm like brian where in the hell did you take us <laughs> and and then they have they had the pictures like the um golly now i feel super young which makes me feel good um 
the little printout photos, Polaroids, sorry, okay, um, of people who had won the dildos previously that were stuck on the side of the wall of this claw machine. Uh, we did try to win it. Did you win? Did you win a dildo? Uh, we did not. I really, I was like, okay. I mean, if we, um, you know, if we were to win it, I don't know what I would have done with it. I, I would have no use for it. Um, but I probably would. I, I probably would have hit it in the person's house that we were staying in, just so you could find it. Maybe like six months from now in a drawer, uh, you know, while he's cooking <laughs> or something, right? But we didn't win it. Um, and so that was the first thing. I was like, okay, Nolan, this place is a little weird. I was like, you would never find that. I felt. You know, I'm left leaning for sure. And I was like, okay, this would never work in Oklahoma. But I almost felt like, what in the Sodom and Gomorrah fuck is this? <laughs> you know, like, I'm like, like, where in the fuck are we at? I was like, this is insane. I don't believe this. And okay, so that was one. Okay, maybe a strange bar, right? You go into a couple different places, really good food. We ate at this little bar like a little sports bar uh, right in downtown Boise. I couldn't even tell what you, what it was called. It was something tap room, really nice, really good baked mac and cheese off the chain. So we're like, okay, let's go to another bar. And this should have been the first flag. They go, okay, we're going to take you to Hump and Hannah's. And I was like, what is that? And they're like, oh, that's the other bar everybody goes to. And they didn't really say anything. So I said, okay, well, you know, we'll walk over here and I guess we'll go to Hump and Hannah's. We, well, we walk in and there's bra and underwear hanging from the ceiling all throughout this whole entire bar. And I'm nice. like, are you joking? There's an Adam and Eve banner right when you walk in. Do you know what Adam and Eve is? Yeah, that's the, the, yeah. the website where you get all the toys. Yep. And I'm like, Brian, dude, I'm like, what are, what are you, where are we at? Is there some kind of kinky shit in boys that I don't know about? It's like, I should, uh, from past relationships, I should know more about idaho but i guess i don't and so we go in there and there's a band that fires up really good band a lot of oklahoma state people in here um oklahoma state showed out and i guess i'm backtracking a little bit here but this is after we went to the oklahoma state pep rally of sorts in this hotel lobby there was a solid solid sea of orange out and you know some of the players came down and said hi spencer sanders was down there jalen warren the running back who ran almost 250 yards against Boise was down there hanging out. He was drinking pickle juice. So maybe that's the key ingredient, but it's hanging out. It's hydration. Right? It's, it's, yeah. He, he had that pickle jar on deck, you know, sipping. See, that's something you like, need to be telling me. If you see some more, you see the running back with the pickle jar, you need to be calling me and be like, Hey, Bo, you need to get down on Boise on Oklahoma state. He's out here drinking pickle juice at the pep rally. He's ready to whoop some ass, right? Yeah, you know, that, that's insider information that we degenerates need to have. Right, he was. He had the whole big old jar, and I was like, oh, yeah, he's going to be ready tomorrow. And then, you know, showed up and out. And, you know, if that would have been a NFL player, I would have him on my fantasy team. But sure enough, we, we're at this Hump and Hannah's place, and they're, you know, the live band fires up, like I said, a lot of Oklahoma State people. Uh Ran into just a bunch of people from Tulsa and Broken Arrow, some people that had graduated Oklahoma State and lived in Boise, and where everyone's buying everybody drinks. If you ever get to a game where there's Oklahoma State Oklahoma State people out, I guarantee if you start making friends, and I make friends easily, uh, you start talking to them, drinks will be bought. 
And <laughs> so the band fires up. They, I don't know if they knew or not, but they started playing Friends in Low Places. And I'm like, this is perfect. This is just like Stillwater. Um, and then I guess they told me it was the owner of the bar. She's probably in her 60s, a lot of plastic surgery, seemed cool. Had on short, 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 short shorts, a tank top, and a kind of a cool jacket that said rock and roll real big on the back. Okay. She gets up on stage. You know, the band's rocking all at this point. It's packed full, probably COVID everywhere in the bitch. Um, and she goes, all right, guys. She in kind of a deep, raspy voice. She goes, all right, you fuckers, you guys ready to party? And everyone's, woo, you know. And I'm like, all right, this is kind of on. Uh, turns out she's like now the lead singer of this band. Um, and I'm like, okay. And she's like, all right. She was like, I need you guys to be loud. And, you know, she's screaming and yelling and everyone's like, all right, let's, you know, start the fuck, fucking fire the guitar up. Let's go. And then she kind of walks backstage and she brings back out and she holds up in her hand. She's like, who needs some cock rings? And I'm like, Brian, where did you take us, dude? <laughs> I'm like, and I'm like, I'm like, what is this? Like, is this a thing that y'all do here in Boise? I was like, you know what? I, I, it, and, and the crowd went wild and people are waving their hands down like, yeah, I need a cock ring, you know? And I'm like, what? I'm like, this place is going to hell, uh, you know? And I'm like, this would, this, if I ever ran into something like that in Oklahoma, I would, you know, I would laugh and support and carry on, but that bar would be shut down before, you know, it even began, but which is weird. Uh, you know, Boise, maybe that's their kinky shit, but nightlife in Boise there, there, there's that portion of it. Nightlife in Boise, I'm convinced is, uh, you know, some hedonistic kinks. It's um, on and popping in Boise, huh? It is, oh, man. Really? I don't, you know, them popular. They got to raise the population up. Everybody's <laughs> out there getting it in, um, and so I'm like, all right, you know, it's you know, more power to popping. you. I, so I, I guess it's gonna have to be an annual trip for you now, huh? Well, mate, I had a blast. You know, it was it was funny enough where I was like, oh my gosh, dude, and everybody just acted like it was normal. I was I was over here mouth the gate like damn where are we at are we in like some underground club no it's a bar right on the strip but it was a good time you know i'm not shaming it at all i had a like i said i had a blast got hammered walked out of the bar went down to another bar there was a guy with about six macaws hanging out and so we held the macaws right there and i'm like okay this is kind of state capitally vibes this some shit you would see uh, in like an Oklahoma city or an Austin, like it, it's like an Austin, Texas, okay. very much. So a smaller Austin six street okay. of just weirdness. All right. All right. But so the blue turf, we're going to have to head up. We're going to have to get, we're going to have to get this going here for next season. then. Right. Yeah. Especially if they get invited to the big 12, we, me and you'll have to go up there and, and figure it out. Cause I, I, you know, I was only there a couple of days, so I'm sure there's some other, places i don't know if i don't know if i need to find them or not um they also have a we did not go to this place they had a strip club there um that is known very wide in vegas um called the spearmint rhino okay i've heard of that in vegas i think it's pretty they i guess they i guess they have one in boise you know and i'm like all right so you guys must be this is what y'all do all right this must be your your go-to thing but you know we we eat at a bunch of really good places, not at, didn't have a bad place, great breakfast place, another place called Idaho pizza company. Phenomenal. 
you ever get to go up to Idaho, there's one, I guess, all over, but it's, it's top-notch pizza. Um, and, you know, we get to the game day and we go, um, you know, we'd seen the blue turf prior because you can walk in kind of like an alumni type center where they have okay. all the trophies and they had all the Fiesta Bowl trophies. Yeah. Um, and some really other cool, you know, memorabilia like the football that Ian Johnson ran in on OU and then threw up in the crowd at, right before he proposed to his girlfriend. That was in there. Um, just a just a really a lot of cool things in there. I didn't, you know, there was a lot more history to Boise State than I thought. Um, and so we get to check out the blue turf. We didn't get to walk on it, but you know, it was walk out there and the band's playing. This is, you know, Friday. And but you know, the next day we had went to the bars. They said everyone goes to this bar before the games. This is where the party's at. Oklahoma State fans had, I guess, found out about that and, t- you know, had completely taken over the bar. It felt like I was in Stillwater for a short amount of time. Um, and I can – the only thing I can tell you if I wanted to say one thing about Boise is that the people there are great. You know, people buying us drinks and, hey, how are you? Where are you from? Like, welcome to Boise. Like, this is where you need to go if you haven't been. Um we leave the bar about two hours before and start walking through the tailgating area. And people are like, Hey, how's it going? Where are you guys from Oklahoma? Like we're at, we have aunts, uncles, brothers, sisters, cousins down there or whatever. And one of them were like, Hey, where you guys have a tailgate? And we're like, no, we're just kind of walking through. And they're like, well, hell, we got all this food and beer. Come on. And so we partied with some random Boise people for an hour and a half um, <laughs> before walking in. And they had a whole decked out trailer. They're serious about it. I mean, you know, it's kind of the only thing they got up there. Yeah. But they're serious about it. And uh, the blue turf uh, held up, in my opinion. If you get a chance to go see it, you know, if for whatever reason they join the Big 12 and you want to go see KU get their ass kicked, uh, <laughs> you know, you know, even even maybe OSU, if they keep up what they're doing this season, yeah. um, you know, go up there and, and, um, explore some more but great weather great food great people uh and cherry on top come out with a one point win uh boise idaho man i'm telling you um put uh, that on the list huh yeah it's an experience i will have it's it's, it's a lot like it's like first time going to austin you know okay you know that's kind of like the same type of vibe where you never really know what you're going to get so I've got some buddies that we we do a, a USC game every year. I haven't been able to go for a few years back when I was coaching, and then last couple I didn't go. This year we're going to USC Notre Dame next month. And oh wow, yeah, so that'll be fun. It's at Notre Dame, which I've never been to, so that'll be that'll be fun. We're going to stay in Chicago, though. We're not going to stay. Are in y'all? Are y'all? I guess it's not too far. Yeah, it's like an hour drive? and a half. Someone said. I don't know. I I don't really know. But um, how, how far is that drive from KC Mo? I don't know. I'm driving. I'm, I'm, I'm flying. It's an yeah, hour. It's an hour flight. I'm just, gonna, I'm just going to, I'm like, yeah, I'm bougie enough now. I don't, I don't do an eight or nine hour car ride when I just do an hour flight. Yeah. You can't. Well, I mean that and you've, I think you're, you're ticked out on your, on your driving for this yeah. year, considering you drove halfway across the country, not too long ago. <laughs> yeah. I did the cannonball run back to New Jersey and back. Uh, back in May. So, yeah. You've done your time. I think I've done it. I've done all the windshield time I'm going to do this year. So, hey, um, okay. So we talked about. I had to get our correspondent there from uh, Boise. Um, so 
what else is going on? What did you guys talk about on the uh, the Jones report this week? What's going on there? So, we, you know, we talked about some NFL and, you know, overreaction Monday on, and I'm sure you hear it up there in Lawrence about, oh, the Chiefs lost the, the world's ending. Yeah. Um, and, you know, everyone, well, they're, they're maybe not the team we used to have and all this. <laughs> and, and I'm like, stop. And Josie is the king of overstating things. I get those, oh, right. I, do you get the text messages from him as well about this team is trash, that team is trash? No, I, he didn't send me anything about oh the God. Chiefs. I didn't watch it. I wanted to be All like. Right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get him on this one. So over the past weekend, let me get it in here. Um, I got how much Zach Wilson is a bum. Um, but Saturday was the best. So um, he sent me something about somebody we know who plays, who plays in Nebraska. And then I said, well, he said the game was close. I wasn't watching it. He was telling me something was going on. And uh, he, I said, is it really 7-3 OU in the third quarter? He said, yes, OU joined the Big Ten. That's the SEC. Um, you know, he was overreacting on Florida. Thought Florida was going to beat Alabama there for a minute. Uh, but, yeah, he gives me all the overreaction stuff where it's – I get those text messages where it's like, this game's ter- this team's terrible. And then I'm like, look, just watch another quarter of the game. Let's see what happens. So Right. <laughs> yeah, right. He's – he, he'll, I'm sure he'll listen to this, but and he'll, he'll probably be like, oh, what? I think Tyler, Tyler at heart is, is a gooner. He's a, he's a boomer gooner, secretly down deep. If they're not oh, playing a, KU, if they're oh, not playing KU, I'm pretty sure that he's a boomer sooner when they're not playing KU because he took. It seemed like he was taking great offense to me rooting for Tulane a couple weeks ago. Was well, he? He's like, ah, like a, ah, I can't believe you know. You I, know what? I was rooting for Tulane. I was rooting for Tulane. You know, I'm from I'm from down there, and, and oh was, yeah, Tulane Tulane outplayed Oklahoma for half that game. Yeah, they did, and they you know if you know some more conditioner, you know if yeah. they had you know, more guys, you know usually yeah. that's they said had the that's horses. when it runs yeah. out. Right, didn't have the horses, if they, and if they if did, they was, they could have. Yeah, they almost beat them in Oklahoma. That would have been great. So, oh, can you imagine? Yeah, that, and yeah, oh, I would have had a. The yeah, vitriol would have, would have been day. just hilarious. Like, you know, us SEC guys, guys like me or, or SEC guys would have been like, really? Really? You go to right, yeah. Lane and you want to come over here? Like, well, that's on, like man. Texas. Hey, that's we're already like Texas. talking to Texas because if you can't beat Arkansas, like, can we kick you out the league? I mean, I mean, Texas got that ass whooped. Yeah. I mean, that I mean, was a, and Arkansas, Texas who's Arkansas? come in there and weekend. lose to Arkansas, they may not be in the SEC for long. I mean, yeah. Well, I'm I'm interested to see what old Pittman's got going down there yeah. in Fayetteville, though. Yeah. Who they got this week? Uh they're playing AM this week. You know what? Um I think I think they could have a shot at doing it. Yeah, I'm not gonna overreact. I think I'm gonna pick AM because I think they have better horses. But uh yeah, we were picking that one on the Jones report. I haven't done I haven't done my picks yet. I'll get those out when I get on my clear court of Tyler here in a couple hours. But um yeah, it's uh, it's fun. So, uh, hey, what has uh, been the biggest surprise to you so far in football in the NFL this season? The biggest surprise in the NFL so far. Who you know? That's that's you know. I guess maybe I don't. I'm trying to think. You know, I, I haven't been too shocked by necessarily anything. I've been impressed by a few things. Well, tell us uh, that. What you got? You know, Daniel Jones, New York Giants. You know, Giants are 0-2, but that man has got a lot of flack. 
Um, you know, just from the beginning, even from Baker at the beginning, you said, who, you know, who the hell is this? And I tell you what, he's got some hustle, fight, and grit. Uh, I'm a Daniel Jones fan for sure. Wow. You know, I'm not a Giants fan, but, I, you know, I like the way he plays. Okay. He's a he's one of those no-shit guys that just, you know, he's you never hear anything about him, I feel That's like. True. Other than when he first came in, he doesn't talk. He doesn't say anything. He comes in, put his head downhill. He ran. He got called back, but he ran right up the middle for about 55 yards the other week, yeah. straight up the middle for a touchdown, and it was hustling. And I'm like, all right. All right, Jones. I'm like, all right, you got some, you got some wheels on you. You know, I think the Giants. You know, they have some other problems, but um, you know, pretty solid. Um, other than that, I, you know, I wasn't surprised by the the Matt Stafford coming out and and schooling the Bears in the first game. Yeah, was not surprised by that. I figured he would, and you know, um, Chiefs. I felt I was a little shocked that they let the Ravens come back, but you know, overall, I guess I haven't. Nothing's really stood out to me. What stood out to you? Well, I, to me, I think the big thing that stands out is the Rams. Uh, I think the Rams are the best team in the league. I picked the Rams, all disclosure, I picked the Rams and the Titans in the Super Bowl. That's now, how the only, Rams win the Super Bowl. Are you only yeah. saying that because I'm on the show? No, no. I know you are our Rams <laughs> expert here. I picked them. They got the best defense. They have the best two. They have two of the best five defensive players in the league. And then I think adding Stafford was exactly what they needed. You know, they had Jared Goff. And I think we were talking a little bit before we started about how, you know, go back to Monday night, look at Jared Goff. He just, he isn't going to help you in the fourth quarter of a game. I, think I mean, he was, he that. was, he was so good in the first half. Yeah. You know, I thought, all right, Jared Goff. And I was, I was talking about this on the Jones report earlier when, it, when you know, recording it. And me and Jones are talking about it. And I, you know, I usually used to get on some good rants. You know, usually when I, we were taping at night, I had a couple or maybe seven um, and would get on some no. good rants. Well, I haven't had a good rant in a while. And I thought, you know what, I'm going off on Jared Goff. I don't know if, if, if whoever's listening, if you watch the Monday Night Football game, a lot of people, you know, probably watch the Manning or, yeah, I guess it Manning would be the Manning Brothers. Yeah. Most, people, so I I think most people I know watch the Manning Brothers. Right. So and I need to watch it. I haven't got to. I heard it's great. Yeah. The stream I was watching on just so happened to have the regular broadcasts. Um, and so I was listening to them and they just said, Oh, poor pity Jared Goff. You know, he's finally at a place, you know, he's, he's at a place where they want him now and he's at home now and they want him here. And I'm like, he's not a fucking orphan. Like, <laughs> like, fuck, like, you know, the only reason he's wanted there because Detroit couldn't get fucking anybody else. That's right. That's the only why. And I'm like, don't stop with the Goff like shit. Like, no, he's fine. He's a grown man. Like NFL's a business and he's still getting, you know, stealing a paycheck some of the time. And, you know, that second half, we talked about it earlier, you know, it rained just a little bit, whatever. No, yeah. he did the same thing he did in LA and would just drop the ball out of his hands. And, you know, when the game, I mean, the game was somewhat over at that point because Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones were going off. But after that, he's, I'm like, all right, well, this is the same old golf. Nothing's really changed. Yeah. Um, and that's the difference, you know, that's, that's why the Rams made the trade. Yeah. Yeah. The Rams went all in. They said, this is our chance right now. They don't have a lot of draft picks this couple of years. And they said, Hey, we've got a, the one thing we can upgrade on this team is quarterback and they needed to. And I think that was, that was the reason I picked him. I mean, I think Matt Stafford's had a really underrated career. He's had a shitload of stats. He's played on just some 
awful teams with awful coaches in the, in the NFL with the Lions. And they get him to the Rams is one of those things where you're going to, he's going to be happy. He's going to have a defense finally. You know, the run game thing, you can figure that out. I always say that running back in the NFL is the most replaceable position because you can get one hurt and you can you know, bring somebody back. Um, you know, but uh, you can get somebody in there because um, everybody's doing a rotation anyway. So that's why I picked the Rams. I like the Rams in the NFC. Um, I just also didn't pick the Bucks because it's been, what, 15 years since the, since the last repeat champion. And if the numbers kick in, you're not going to probably repeat. So It's hard to do. It is. Yeah, you know, the and Patriots I, did it. I mean, I think that was – like 07 08 07 08 or or go like 506 and it's been 0506 I think yeah it's been 15 it's been 12 to 15 years cuz I think 07 08 they had a chance to do it and I think lost to the Giants yeah so the Rams play the Bucks this week this is a game I was looking at I think this is the most interesting game this week the oh, Bucks going to be good. hotter than everybody right now they've been they're playing great come on big Super Bowl win Brady's Brady and they're playing the Rams in LA is this going to be an NFC championship preview? Is this the two teams you think are standing at the end there in the NFC? You know, it very well could be, you know, you know, it's still a long season to, to go, but, you know, I think, you know, the Bucks have the Saints and the Panthers to worry about in, in their division. And, you know, the Saints kind of played like the Packers did the first week this past game against the Panthers. Yeah. I think they can still get the wild card, but I think you're looking at two division winners. You know, Seattle kind of pooped to bed there against – the Titans and the 49ers, man, the 49ers are banged up pretty good. Yeah. Um, and the Cardinals, you know, so that could be anyone's race, but I think we'll both agree the Rams probably got that division. You're looking at two division winners. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, if I was a betting man, I, I would like to see what the odds are Rams, Bucks, NFC Championship. Yeah. Um, I think this game ends up being the game that could decide who has home field advantage. And I think that's going to be super important. You know, that's a, that's a long trip for either team. You know, if the Rams have to fly all the way to Tampa and Tampa has to fly all the way to LA, yeah. Um, you know, and you know, what would be kind of, kind of storybook and, you know, I can only daydream so much about my own team, but uh, you know, Tom Brady takes the bucks to the Super Bowl. Where's the Super Bowl at Tampa? Yeah. You know, they win it. Rams this year could go to the Super Bowl. That That's game's okay. in SoFi. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think it ever happened before Tom Brady did it where their own did. team. No. So can you imagine back-to-back years? It's kind of like yeah. a triple crown. Well, I think someone told me, we were joking about it last year, that you know, the Bucks were a good chance to do it because uh, the majority of Super Bowls, like the place that's hosted the most Super Bowls is New Orleans. And the Saints wow. only ain't been but once. So, And as a guy who's a Saints fan, it hurts me. So. I think they'll be all right. I think I think your Saints will bounce back. I think they're going to have something to say. Sean Payton will have something to say. He better have something to say. Hey, he was frustrated me. I almost threw a I almost threw a glass of beer at the uh, TV in the bar. On I mean, the only only way it gets worse, right, is they bench Jameis and put in Taysom Hill. If they do that, it's worse. Gonna send, I'm going to send a bill to Sean Payton for all of the gear that I've bought over the years. Yeah, right. Maybe a maybe a couple blood tests, like stress, anti stress. I did tell her. Uh, I, I did tell Jen when I got home, I went to a bar and watched the uh, Saints game this past week. And I, I got back and I said, I kept the receipt. And she says, why? I said, because I'm sending it to Sean Payton. He owes me that 50 bucks back. You know, I think, I, I think I feel the same way about like 
the Oklahoma State. You know, I feel like Gundy has taken a couple years to put as close as they play games. Yeah. You know, I'm if they before too long, something like because they call them the cardiac cowboys, they're gonna maybe same thing for the Saints. They're just gonna, you know, on your insurance premium, filling out your insurance for the year. So what's your you know, who's your team? Who's your team? That's you not know, a bad put, idea for a man. <laughs> right. You know, you just put down Oklahoma State. Well, you're fucking right, just went about twenty-five dollars higher. Yeah. And you are a Saints fan, therefore you are going to pick your premium much higher. Oh, you're right. a Saints and an LSU fan like me. That means you drink way too much and you have high stress. We're going right. to go ahead and rate you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Golly. Hey, oh, I'm going to go man. ahead and cut us off here. I know we got to, you got to go here in a minute. I got to get to the next thing. So, but man, hey, time I appreciate you coming you. on. Are we, are we, here's the question. Are we doing this live from the shitter? It's always live from the shitter. Always. Okay. So we're just going to go ahead and go for it. So from now on, your segment will be live from the shitter. We just don't need noises, if you know what I mean. Right, right. You know, people, I, people are listening to in their earbuds. Some of them are at work. You know, some of them are with their children in the car. If you're listening to the point five with your kids in the car, you, you should have known better. But uh, right. Yeah, this is, but this still, is the one we don't need listen to listen to live from no, the No shitter. sound effects in your end, okay? I won't add them. Right. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, Tom, uh, tell people how they can get a hold of you if they want to chat with you or uh, want to learn more about what you're doing over there. Yeah, you know, I'll even give you out my phone number. Uh, you know, you might get my voicemail first, but, um, you know, a lot of people on the other show know I DJ and and uh, host karaoke and do weddings and things. So if you're in the Tulsa area, Oklahoma area, feel free to hit my line, 918-440-3041. Okay. Or you can give me a follow on Instagram at Insta Thomas. Um, again, that's Insta Thomas on Instagram and Twitter Thomas at Thomas underscore Bridges. Uh, feel free to drop me a follow. If you're you know cool enough and not an OU fan, I might follow you back. Yeah, hey, he's a great follow on on uh, on Instagram. I know I follow him. I got if I have your Twitter or not, I have to double check. We keep my Twitter private, as you know, so. Right. <laughs> we, we have the show's Twitter, which we got to do a little more with, but we keep my personal Twitter. We got to keep it on the download for now. So I should probably make mine private too, but you know, YOLO. Yeah. Well, hey, thanks for the correspondence from uh, letting us know and all the, uh, all the ifs, ands, and going ons around in Boise. And uh, good chatting football with you. We'll have you on again a couple of weeks. And uh, I would wish you, your, wish you best of luck this week in fantasy football, but uh, you're playing me, so I'm not going to wish you any luck at all. Right, yeah, I don't blame you. Uh, you'll probably end up getting me this week. <laughs> well, I know you'll be rooting hard for the Steelers since they uh, you know they the Bengals. They have three Bengals. <laughs> so, yeah, good deal. <laughs> if I live, hey, if, if 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 Joe Burrow doesn't come around and start playing like Joe Burrow can, I'm in trouble. So, right, raise the insurance premiums again. I'm gonna have to do something, man. I I have I have just bought lock, stock, and barrel into the Joe Burrow. Yeah, the Joe Burrow thing. It's going to come down to I'm going to have to replace the coach as the head coach. So, yeah, you know, that's the end goal, isn't it? Coach I think Bo that's knows. what we need to do. We, we already said if I win the Powerball, I'm going to try to buy the team. Every draft pick's from LSU. I said that we're going to buy the team. Every pick's coming from LSU, uh, or at least from the SEC. We might pick up a, a few Alabama guys here and there. We need some linemen once in a while. And, right. then, we'll, um, and then from there, I said uh, the first thing I would do is just fire the entire staff. Like everyone has to go, and then I'm gonna go into a room with Joe and be like, "Hey, Joe, what do you want?" 
says Marvin Lewis to come back. No, no, <laughs> that's not happening. We nobody ever associated that team as coming back. This is a he whole wouldn't even, he wouldn't even take Ocho Cinco back. As, might have to move him out of Cincinnati. You wouldn't take Ocho Cinco back as a as a coach. <laughs> Only if we could have hard knocks as well. Yeah, see, that's a, that's a that's the the bonus package right there. That's yeah. that comes with Ocho Cinco. I feel like. Yeah. yeah, we might have to move this team to, to somewhere though. I have to figure out where Baton to Rouge. I don't know if Baton Rouge can support two two professional teams. They already have LSU. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tom, thanks a bunch. I'll leave on that note. And uh, you, when you dog your own team, you can do that. So uh, hey, you have a good one. Thanks for coming in, bud. I will chat with you soon. Sounds good, bud. We'll talk to you later. Thanks. Hey, I'm pleased to bring in Hayden Fallick here. We're going to talk a little uh, WWE, AEW, all things wrestling for a few minutes here. And uh, Hayden, how you doing, bud? Good. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for coming in and doing this tonight with me. Sure. As we're recording this, AEW is actually on. We're doing this on Wednesday night. Uh, so we both got to watch the uh, Brian Danielson, Kenny Omega match. Let's, let's just go there first. It's just the freshest okay. thing. And we'll come back to we talk about our agenda here. What'd you think? Match is awesome. There's, you know, for all the people that say that Kenny Omega is twinkle toes or whatever the crap they, they say about him, he's awesome when he gets into the ring with a really great worker. He's very, very um, flexible in the types of matches he can have. In this case, it was a technical wrestling match because it is Brian Danielson, and it was it was awesome. And he's, um, you know, so I'll put over Kenny Omega. Danielson was great. There was no way that that was going to not be a draw. Yeah. So it just, it is what it is there. Um, as soon as like, they said 30 minutes, 30 minute time of it, I'm like, oh shit, this is going to be a draw. Of course it's going to be a draw. I mean, but that, that leaves a lot of possibilities yeah. going forward. And that's the reason for that. Yeah. I also loved that, by the way, that they, um, Danielson has decided instead of the yes chance, which he's still going to get some of, he's decided to do the, uh, you're going to get your fucking head kicked in chance. Oh, I don't I, know if you heard that. I couldn't really. I didn't have the sound down. As I was doing yeah, that. that's his new that's his new chant that he wants people to say. So he's been going on social media saying that one. I, I got something. I got a little bit of a bone to pick with AEW. That reminds me. They can say and cuss more on AEW than they can on WWE television. I get that. But do they have to? Sure. You know, I mean, I think it depends on the character, to be honest with you. I mean, Think of all the people you know, and keep in mind that their promos aren't scripted. Yeah, and think of think of how some of the people that you know talk. You know, yeah. Um, so well, I, I believe I think, I think it's believable for it. some people, but I don't think it's yeah. believable for others. Which can be yeah, said. I'll, I'll never forget um, Hulk Hogan coming on WCW television and using the word bullshit and just being thrilled that he could use it, and you could see it on his face. And I don't, I don't yeah. see that in anybody in AEW. <laughs> Yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I, I don't remember which one it was, but there was somebody, I think it was last week, maybe the week before on, on Dynamite that said something shit. And I was like, really? It just didn't seem right coming from, it wasn't yeah. Jericho and it wasn't somebody else. And it, it, I think it was Darby Allen actually, but it might, that, you know, that might have been who it was. Because Darby Allen sounds, I mean, he sounds very young anyway, so it sounds a little yeah. bit awkward when he says things like that. Maybe, yeah. Maybe you know this. How old is Darby Allen? 
I can't remember. He's in his twenties though. Um, okay. I, I want to say he's 23 or 24. Okay. He's young, young. Okay. He's yeah. He's, he's a young guy. We haven't chatted since all out. Nope. So let's t- talk a little bit about all just for a second on that. What'd you think of CM Punk's first match? The one with Darby Allen? You know, um, it's really weird. That match started out and you could tell there was a small bit of ring rust, but yeah. he, he really brought it, brought it home. And Darby is the perfect person for him to work with because Darby bumps like a machine. Yeah. And that's what Punk needed. He needed a guy that could, you know, that could bump around for him in that first match, give him some confidence. Yeah. And I, I really thought the match went well. Um, I thought it was the best match of the night. I think it was. Yeah, I could I could go with that. Yeah, definitely. It wasn't the best thing. I thought the end thing was better overall. Yeah. I thought that the, uh, the, the last, I thought it was the best match all night. I do think there was two or three really good matches there. I thought that uh, MJF and Jericho was really good. I thought mm-hmm. um, they didn't like the ending. I wanted I wanted MJF to go over. It would have been the ultimate, you know, it would have been the ultimate kind of get him over thing. And you can always, it's wrestling. You can always bring back someone from being retired. Um, but I just, so that was kind of disappointing, but much as I thought he dominated the match, but then I, I thought it was all pretty good. I thought that, um, I thought the Lucha brothers and the young bucks, that was the to best me, that was the match of the night. I've ever seen. Yeah. That was the best match of the night to me. Um, you know, what's funny about it too, is that, um, you know, a lot of times you see a cage match and especially with guys like the young bucks, you think immediately the first thing you think is, oh boy, here comes some crazy shit off the cage. We're going to see a moonsault or, you know, maybe a melter driver, something really dumb off the cage. And there wasn't any of that. There was a, the big flying body press at the end. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. So um, I thought the only thing I could have lived without in that match was the boot. Oh, I like the boot. I, I, see, I thought that was cool. They ruined a, a very, very expensive pair of sneakers, though. But uh, yeah, I. Uh... <laughs> Uh, but that was uh, that was my least. That was the only part of the match I didn't like. But the match other than that was excellent. Um, I think um, I think Dave Meltzer actually rated it a six star match. Which of course he did. It was a Young Bucks match. He, I'm surprised he didn't say it was an eleven star match. Eleven, seven, eighteen, twenty two stars. Whatever the Bucks want, give it to them. It wasn't the best match of the night. I thought the best match of the night was Punk, and, and I think they told a story. It was a good match. It was a good. It was a good story match. match. And I think that. Yeah, Punk won the match and he went over, but Darby Allen got over. Yeah, of course. Well, that's kind of the point of of putting Punk in with anybody right now is yeah. that Punk can win and still put people over. Now, this is something that has sort of become a thing in, in WWE where they've used guys and they they say, "Well, you got the rub," but you know, this is my thing. And we talked about this last time was for like flash pins and stuff like that. That just doesn't yeah, work. Doesn't, doesn't work. You're right. You're that's right. not the that's not the way to do this. What what you saw with Punk and Darby is is exactly the right way to do it. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was a really great match. But the story was great. It was believable. That's yep. that's all I really want from a match. I want a wrestling match to make me suspend belief that it's worked, and I want it to suspend my belief that one person's going to definitely win and one person's definitely going to lose. Yeah. And I thought that they did a really good job in that. What do you see going forward with CM Punk now? He's got a little thing with the Taz, with uh, what is Taz's group called? Team Taz. Team Taz. I think we'll see Team Taz uh, versus Punk for a while. I mean, they they can go a lot of different places with yeah. that. Um, the interesting thing for me on that one is whether you know we're going to see uh, CM Punk versus Hook. 
And I don't think we've seen Hook wrestle before, so that ought to be an interesting way to go. Yeah, I don't think we've seen him wrestle before, so that should be very interesting. I don't um, think that's a young that. guy he can really put over. Yeah. Now, Hook is, is Hook Taz's son. Yep. Okay. Sure is. Okay. That's what I that's what I thought, but I wasn't sure. Okay. Um, the last thing on AEW. So we just watched. We both watched. You know, Danielson and Omega had a draw. The question I asked you earlier. Um, do you think that the way they ended um, All Out, where they brought in, you know, Adam Cole came out after Omega wins, um, Omega beats Christian, they have a brawl, or they don't have a brawl, the, the elite come out, and then out comes Adam Cole, who then, and I, I remember watching it, my son, and I said, Adam Cole's joining with them right now. And sure they enough. Said that, they so, basically said that on, on um, being the elite. If you yeah. didn't, I don't, if you don't watch that, I don't. Yeah. They pretty much said that that was going to happen. Yeah. So, it, and it, then, and then they, um, and then Daniel Bryan. I'm sorry, Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson again now. Not Daniel Bryan anymore. He comes out to the huge pop and the big surprise, and then they cut. You know, that's the end of the show. The next night, you know, the fights have all gone on, and now you've got the match tonight in New York. Um, do you think that? You think it was too fast to have a match? I mean, there was no winner of the match. There's no conclusion to it. So I understand that. And I get that, you know, you want to have a big match. You know, Arthur Ashe Stadium, first time they've ever had a wrestling event there. You know, go in there with a big match. But they didn't have a conclusion. So here's the thing about it, though. First of all, everybody wants to see Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega. That's a huge thing. And since they only run four pay-per-views and they just had one, they can't just keep building that up and building that up. They had to get it, get it over with. And I think, and I also would say, you know, and we were talking about this earlier too, is that, you know, Eric Bischoff has a good point where he's talking about the TV revenue being the number one um, revenue generator on the ledger. Well, occasionally you do give want to give a big match away on TV. And that particular one was a very good one. Um, and they did exactly what they should have done. They, they did it as a draw. So they leave it open for later. Um, Kenny can go out and say he hung with, with Danielson. Daniel can Danielson can say he went out and hung with Omega in his first match. Um, so I think that was a really good way to do that. And I, I don't think they could have done it any other way because what would happen is no matter who they would put up against Omega, unless it's Hangman Page, um, people wouldn't believe that he was going to win, that anyone else was going to win the title until we saw Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega. Do you think that they are going to eventually have the title go to Brian Danielson? Or do you think, like I do, they're just holding it for Hangman Page to come back? I think they're still holding it for Hangman Page, but I think at some point uh, Brian Danielson will be the champion. I I don't... I don't think CM Punk will necessarily. I know everybody wants that, but in a CM Punk versus Kenny Omega match would be great. Yeah. I don't know that he's going to be a champion, though. Just because of age is a big thing with him. Do we so, know how long his contract is? No, I don't think we do. But I think he'll stay there as long as it's fun for him. Let's put it that way. Okay. That's interesting. Um, okay. Uh, let's go to WWE for a minute here. Um, sure. Sure. It's been kind of a strange week. So uh, WWE decided that they're not getting any buzz. So they hot-shotted and had Big E cash in the money in the bank on Raw last week. 
and right. beat Lashley for the WWE title. Um, you follow it up this Monday, Big E and the New Day have a match against Roman Reigns and the Usos coming over to Raw from SmackDown. Um, what are your thoughts, first of all, Big, Big E? I don't like what they're doing with Big E. I'm probably in the minority. I like the idea of Big E as the champion, but the problem is, is that they've given him zero credibility. This is a thing that WWE does that I just cannot stand. So they make him the champion, and, they, and ironically enough, they did the same thing with Kofi, but they do not center the promotion around him. They have him lose all the time, and he's just he, he might have the belt, but he's not the focus of the promotion. So having the belt doesn't really matter. It's the same thing they did when CM Punk was there, and he was the champion. Um, yeah, to an extent, yeah. I mean, they, they've done this to a lot of guys, and it's, it's ridiculous. Just having the belt doesn't matter if you're not the focus of the promotion. Yeah. Um, and right now, I mean, clearly, the focus is still Bobby Lashley and Roman Reigns. Yeah. We can talk about Roman Reigns in a minute. But, y- you know, if your champion is an afterthought, that's a bad way to go. And I think... Uh, what what and the really bad thing about it is what'll happen is is that then they'll come up and they'll say well you know Big E was a flop as a champion no he wasn't the flop as a champion you didn't give him enough push yeah so to me that's a big problem and I, I'm I'm sad to say that because people have wanted to see Big E as champion for a long time but I don't think it's going to be uh, what people thought it was yeah okay. On the, let's talk about Roman Reigns for a minute. This is the guy that I think is the best thing in wrestling. Okay. Uh, I'll give you that he's the best thing in WWE. My reasoning is he he looks like a grown man. Yeah. The whole pre- – now, and, and this is not just Roman. This I was not a Roman Reigns fan before this whole thing. I was someone who was like, oh, my God, do we have to have this shit again? Um, but what they've done with him and Paul Heyman and now the Usos are with them, the package looks great. And it goes to show that WWE can do something right if they try. They just don't try that hard. And, you know, the thing about it is, is that, I mean, they, you know, even a broken clock is right twice a day. I mean, sure, okay. All right. They do, they do hit on a few things. It's just that they, they just. Okay. So, so here's my thing about this. This was a great way to go. I suspect Paul Heyman was involved because anything that's good seems to come out of Paul Heyman. Anything that is bad seems to come out of Bruce Pritchard. Yeah. So um, I, 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 this looks has Paul Heyman's fingerprints all over it. Yeah. And Vince probably liked it because it's Roman and Roman's his guy. Yeah. Uh, they do have a problem with it, though, and uh, we talked about this a little bit, too, and that is there's nobody that they could build up right now that's going to be a credible challenger for Roman. Yeah. Uh, even Brock really isn't. I mean, they they could they, they could have Brock win. I mean, but but it wouldn't. They would have to have some sort of Paul Heyman uh, interference, um, yeah. and then you may and that makes Roman into a baby face, which you don't want. Yeah, I, um, I was thinking the thing I was thinking about is that it's like Roman is like a a heel version of Bruno San Martino at this point. Kinda, yeah. I mean, he's like a yeah. I mean, kinda. He he's it's it's going to be real tough to do anything with him. Yeah. Um, just because he's he's pretty much looks invincible at this point. Yeah. The only thing I could think of is maybe that you start building somebody up from NXT, but NXT is a mess. Yeah. Uh, in his current state, it's not that nobody's ready for anything with NXT now. So yeah. I, I don't know what you do with, with him at this point, as far as 
building somebody up. You could use uh, the rock. The yeah. rock's not going to beat him. So yeah. he's got to get, he's the biggest movie star in the world. So yeah, yeah he's not going to be around to do a bunch of matches. Um, no question on the um, WWE front. You just mentioned it for a second, kind of jogged my memory with the uh, NXT change. You know, Vince is supposedly taking over NXT. Triple H has had a heart attack. They won't call it a heart attack because that's not what WWE does. But oh, and he, he didn't, he didn't get eyes. treatment at a hospital. He got treatment at a medical facility. At a medical facility. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For some kind of, yeah. I, um, it was a cardiac event at a, a cardiac medical event facility. A heart attack. Yeah. He, yeah. You know what that means. If I have a cardiac attack, it's because I eat too much Popeye's chicken. Um, yeah. So I just, uh, I, NXT was the best thing WWE had going. And they yep. really yep. and, and knew they were ruining it the moment they got started. They took the they had Samoa Joe come out and he's no longer the champion. Yeah, poor Samoa I, Joe, man. This guy uh, gets screwed over constantly it, by WWE. Yeah, I don't understand why he's still there. I'll never figure it out. I but I, I mean I know somebody's gonna somebody's gonna write you a message saying, Well, you know, he gets paid. Yeah, you know where else he could get paid? Anywhere else, because Literally his contract anywhere. is not that high. Yeah, his contract is not that high if he's yeah. got an NXT contract. Yeah, and I'm so, sure he's like going from California, home, home in California, across country every week. I'm sure he doesn't like that. Yeah. So, so I, I just, I don't know what you, yeah, I don't even want to talk about NXT that much because it's just depressing. They can't even let uh, uh, Rick Steiner's kid have his own last name. It's it's just. Oh, I like, so I, I watched it and I I saw Rick Steiner's kid and I was like, they said, and I quote, I can't remember how he said it. He's got dog faced dog face gremlin energy. So stupid. And you I know was what? like, just say he's Rick Steiner's son. He should be beating the shit out of people like his dad and his uncle. And he's just not. It's he's working that soft WWE style and it just doesn't look good. I want to see him I want to see him Steiner lining people and yeah. like suplexing the crap out of them. And uh, you know, I just maybe he could use the uh, Steiner screwdriver as his finish. No, actually, that would never allow that. Yeah. Um, what, what's his name something. now? Was it like Bronson Breaker or something like? I don't know. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Okay. It's it, it's ridiculous. It's, it's, it's stupid. Bad. It's bad. Yeah. Um. Last thing we wanted. To, last subject I wanted to approach here is the dark side of the ring. So for people who oh, don't boy. know, Vice has a TV show called The Dark Side of the Ring. Their new one just came out this past Monday, uh, past Thursday. It was on Thursday night. It's a great show. I don't know if you're a regular watcher of this or not. Have you watched it before? Yeah, I've watched several of them. Um, the uh, it's it's very interesting. They're they're very truthful for the most part on that show. I haven't seen any anything that just jumps out at me as oh that's such bullshit. No, I haven't seen anything like that. Um, this particular one um, was pretty intense. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, we can do. Let's talk about that for I'll a kinda, minute. I kind of explain what it is. So they, they, what these what these producers do, it's a documentary series, and they take one specific event, a wrestler, or a team, or something, and they make an event. They talk about it. This week's the first week of the season of the new season, and it was about the plane ride from hell. If you're not a, if you're a, you don't really know what that is. 
2004. I can't remember exactly. It's 2002. It was 2002. Yes, 2002. Uh, it was right after the, the insurrection pay-per-view. Yeah. So the WWE was in is in Europe. They did a few days in Europe. They concluded with doing a Sunday night pay-per-view. I believe it was in England. They then get on a, a chartered flight that Vince McMahon got. Um, it was a 757. They put all the wrestlers in it, and they're going to fly them to America. They're going to record Monday Night Raw the next day. So... Uh, the story goes there was an issue, not with the plane, but with the route getting back because of some weather. So they had to sit on the tarmac for seven or eight hours before a seven or eight hour flight. So all these wrestlers were drinking and getting drunk. And uh, it ends up there was lots of stories of some of the debauchery, if you will, of uh, what was going on in the flight. Uh, famously, Ric Flair was running around in his robe, uh, naked under his robe, showing off his his is a uh, little nature, if you will, um, which they talk a lot about because there's supposedly some kind of a, um, a, th- a situation with the uh, one of the stewardesses. Uh, they talk about um, not drug use, but some of the prescription pills and people abusing pills. And there was a fight between Kurt Henney, Mr. Perfect, and Brock Lesnar, where they were wrestling and wrestled up against the um, door of the plane. Yep. People were worried that they were going to hit the door and it was going to uh, cause the plane to go down. I guess they said that what really couldn't happen, but they could damage the fuselage, which could have blown Michael the plane Hayes. Up. Michael Hayes got his ponytail cut off. Michael Hayes got his ponytail cut when we passed out. All sorts of stuff. But the big yeah. thing they really focused on in part of it was, for lack of a better term, a, a sexual assault. I mean, if you want to call it that. I mean, it Rick was a sexual Flair, assault. I don't see how you, how you yeah, call I, it that. I guess it's yeah, I guess it's what it is. And uh, Ric Flair at the back of the plane was with a stewardess and placed his hand, her hand on little Nate, if you will. And there was a lot as this ride went on. If you know Ric Flair's, a lot of these stories have happened over the years. You know, many of them he's told himself. And we come to find out through the, the uh, documentary that there was a settlement at one point between WWE and that stewardess. I think that's why Ric Flair hasn't said a lot about it over the years. Uh, he didn't say much about it, if anything, in the, Flair, in the 30 for 30 that they did. Um, this kind of hurts me because I am a huge Ric Flair fan, my favorite wrestler of all time. I've got to meet him a couple of times. He's been great the times I've met him. Um, and obviously you don't want to hear about, you know, your, your supposed heroes or people you, you admire doing something like this, even though we've heard stories over the time. Uh, what I was taken aback by was this lady's story was very credible. And you can tell that there was some scars there. And it, that hurt me watching. Yeah. I also felt, and I don't know what you've seen and what you haven't seen, but they interviewed a number of wrestlers during this about the entire plane ride. They interviewed... Jim Ross, um, Tommy Dreamer, uh, uh, Rob Van Dam, uh, Just Incredible, Terry Runnels. Who else was on there? I, I'm forgetting some people. Um, um, there's a there's a bunch of people. Yeah. I mean, and I thought the, that. Go ahead. No, I mean, here's the thing about it. This is uh, people have known this this story for years. They haven't. Yeah. They didn't know about about the assault part. That's new. Yeah. Um. And I'm just going to say, I, 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 
you know, the thing about Ric Flair is, is that whether he did it or not, it, it's kind of irrelevant because it's totally believable that he did. Yeah. And it's completely believable that he did. He has made himself into a target for these sorts of things um, over the years. And he's now he's now he's coming out saying he didn't do it. But you know what? I mean, is there any I mean, is there anybody that's going to defend him? No, no, because and they shouldn't, because you know what? It's completely credible and it's completely and I, I, I tend to I tend to believe her because there was a settlement. There's yeah. a lot of other things. I mean, nobody nobody disputes the part about the helicopter, you know, him waving little nature on like a helicopter. Yeah. Um, I, we've all heard the stories about him um, running around naked under the robe. Yeah. Um, I mean, WWE even made a cartoon about it. Yeah. And I told you this before, um, you know, when I was a, when I was a kid, it's like 1986, I dressed up as uh, Ric Flair and I went to Harley Race's house as, as for Halloween. I knocked on the door, Harley Race looks at me, he looks at my buddy who was dressed up as Dusty, and he says, I don't know whether to give you candy or whether to give you a beer, but at least you got your clothes on. So, yeah, you know, I mean... So the thing about Flair is I think it's completely fair that they cancel all of his appearances. I think it's good. I think it's completely fair that they cancel his, um, his car shield commercials. Uh, it's sad for him because you know what? He worked really hard to rehab his image, but you know what? He did these things. And if he did, then he deserves what he's getting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't disagree. And I think the part of it is, you know, we have, we, 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 we have to take allegations like this seriously, no matter no matter whom it is, uh, yeah. you know, when ladies are involved and anybody's just, involved with sexual assault. I mean, think about the stuff. Yeah, yeah th- think mean, about this stuff with uh, Bradshaw and uh, I think I want to say it was Duke the Dumpster Drossy, but you know what? Um, Duke told me himself that it wasn't him. There was somebody else that uh, basically got assaulted by JBL supposedly in a shower, and I okay. cannot remember who it is yeah, right I think now. I've heard I never heard who it was. Yeah, it was it was yeah. So uh, I mean, any 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 allegations of sexual assault, they need to be taken extremely seriously. Yeah. And with with Flair, like I say, you can you can one hundred percent believe it. Yeah. I I don't know where that's going to leave him going forward because the thing is that I mean, are they going to take Charlotte's last name away? I don't see him doing that. Yeah. I don't see. I don't. He's not going to go to AEW. I promise. No, I th- and I think he was going to be in AEW sooner than later. Sure, because all his, you know, the, the other three horsemen are there. Yeah. And, uh, well, other two horsemen are there. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, his son in law is there. Yep. Uh, and all of that's going to be gone. Yeah. Conrad has, his other son in law, Conrad, has actually shown up uh, on AEW TV before. Yeah. Conrad Thompson. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and he and he's become a big deal with all the podcasts and everything. It's yep. I mean, and his well, and his wife is is. is, is I guess Rick people don't know this daughter. is Ric Flair's daughter, his oldest daughter Megan. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I wanted to ask about that. I thought the the part that really stunned me was that none of the wrestlers that were on there came off in a good light. Nope. They sure uh, didn't. And Tommy Dreamer didn't come off well. Tommy Dreamer well, he's another was one. the worst of all of them. Honestly. Yeah. Um, I thought Rob Van Dam didn't come off well. The one I thought that did was at least somewhat was uh just incredible, which what's the name? PJ 
Polanco. PJ Polanco. Yep. Yeah, I I, I couldn't remember the name one hundred percent. I thought he came off because he was the one person that said, "Look, I didn't see some of these things, so I can't elaborate." But I've heard these things, and I'm sorry these things happened. Yeah, uh, he seemed to be the only one with any remorse. Anyone, only one that didn't want to say, "Well, that's just boys being boys." Right, and I, you know what? If Tommy Dreamer did come off the worst. I agree with you. He's the only one that was de- that was decent. It's funny because uh, Justin Credible has not had a good time over the years. Um, and uh, anyway, so yeah, he's everybody came off bad. You know that. I thought so. That's kind of the point of the plane ride from hell. Everybody just came off poorly. So yeah. I, I, you know, it's dark side of the ring. They are almost always 100% accurate in what they're reporting. Um, they do and they do a really great job. And I think I, I, it's a very disturbing subject. I mean, that's what they do. And the thing about Flair is, um, you know, it's incredibly disappointing. Um, you know, for me as a fan, he was my favorite wrestler. Yeah. Guess I got to find a new favorite wrestler because it's it's very very sad, you know, situation and it's very sad for her most of all. Yeah, yeah. It's somebody who really reworked his image. You know, he did that thirty for thirty where he was just completely honest about things and said, "Hey, you know, I've done a lot of screwing up in my life." Yeah, and there was a lot of resentment. There was a lot of regret in that, and then he had the medical thing a little while later. And even now, you, everything he's done has been, you know, hey, I have some regrets. And this would have been one he could have owned, and he just doesn't, hasn't done that. So Yeah, I mean, I'm let's not take away that. from the victim because, I mean. I agree. I yeah, agree. She's, really, she's really the victim here. I don't want to, but, I mean, it's. it's I, think it's I think it's good you said that because that's, that's important. Yeah. Yeah, it's let's not take away from her. I think, I think, though, you know, the thing about it is that whole plane ride was a very bad bad situation and they could have avoided so much of that had they just you know kept their guys under control and it's there was this whole attitude back then that boys will be boys and it's the wrong attitude yeah i agree it's gonna be yeah it's just um yeah at least it looks like as a society we're getting past that which is which is important it's good yeah so all right well, anything, uh, anything else you want to touch on today? I know we want to keep this one kind of brief today. You got some stuff to do, and yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't really have very much. Just go to prof- go to the uh, Professional Wrestling Historical Society. Yes, um, we are on uh, Facebook, and you can go to the website and buy some shirts. We got a, um, we got a new one, we got a cool new one. It's Bulldog Bob Brown, and okay. uh, if you're from Kansas City and you were a kid in the '80s and you watched. Uh, um, but you watch Bob Geigel Central States. You know who Bulldog Bob Brown is because he Absolutely. was the number one star in the territory. So we got a Bulldog Bulldog Bob Brown shirt. We got Rufus R. Jones. We got the Gold Dust Trio. We got a whole bunch of different stuff. So excellent. Um, get on Where, there and uh, and take a look at that. You said it's on Facebook and you say it again. Yeah, and then it's uh, it's the Professional Wrestling Historical Society group on Facebook, okay. and you can also go to uh, to the website um, at professionalwrestlinghistoricalsociety.com or um, just follow the link from the Facebook group. It's easier. All right. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate you coming on tonight and, or today as we record this and getting this all squared away. And thanks for coming on the uh, 4.5 podcast. And we will definitely talk to you in the next couple of weeks and get on here as we get a little closer 
what is the next big thing we've got? AEW is going to have a pay-per-view for a couple months. And then I don't know. Some WWE thing that they don't have Survivor Series. That's basically a house show. (laughs) They don't have Survivor Series. Well, We'll just talk again next couple of weeks about what's going on. I'm sure we'll talk a little bit. I like think it's Extreme kind of Rules is next, by the way, with oh, WWE, yeah. where they have they've announced one Extreme Rules match for the Extreme Rules pay per view. Isn't they kind of silly to have the WWE do anything called Extreme? You know the the, the thing about it is the, the, the thing that kills me, the thing that kills me about it is is that they, they used to have these you know really big matches like a Hell in a Cell match. Yeah, and that was for like really serious feuds, right? It was for you know it was for blood feuds. And yeah. now they have to have an event around it, which is yes. just stupid. So that means you have, have, to multiple, have a blood feud. Multiple, uh, it's paper, ridiculous. Multiple hey, one last thing I wanted to bring up. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Owens. This just yeah. came into mind. Kevin Owens is pretty much made it look like he's going to leave, leave WWE next. Yep. Do you think that WWE is going to actually put him on TV and job mm. him out? Or do they just leave him off TV? I think they'll, I think they'll, uh, I think they'll probably leave him off TV. They'll job him out a little bit. We can talk about the Owen Hart thing sometime too. Yeah, let's do That's that. That's a new one. We'll do that next time. Next time we'll still talk about Owen Hart. We'll talk about what's going to happen with Kevin Owens. Kind of what's next at AEW. Now they're Tony Khan spending Daddy's money like a drunken sailor, but they're starting to make money now. So he's yep he's making money. Uh, you know, I guess Meltzer said he's that company's worth four hundred million dollars now. Worth a lot. Yeah, not bad for you know twenty to fifty million going in. So. <laughs> Hey, thanks again. I appreciate it. We're going to make sure everybody sees, gets over, get over to the Facebook page, uh, Pro Wrestling Historical Society, the website. What is the website against? It's Pro, Pro Wrestling Historical, Historical Society. Society. Uh, Pro, yeah, .com. You got it. All right. We're going to get over there. We'll put that in the show notes as well. Get everybody over there. Go help out Hayden and those guys. They do some really great work. If you're an old school wrestling guy, you'll love some of that stuff. And, Anything uh, before 1989. 89. Yep. There you go. Yep. So, hey, thanks again, buddy. I appreciate it. We'll chat again soon. Thanks for having me on. Anytime. Anytime you want. Talk to you later. Take care. See you around. Hey, big thanks to uh, Thomas Bridges from the to Jones Report for stopping in. And uh, we've had some fun talking about Tom's trip to Boise for the Boise State-Oklahoma State game. And uh, all the uh, stuff happening there. I guess it's going down in Boise. Uh, appreciate Tom. He'll be on again here in the next couple weeks as well. Uh, you can catch Tom on the Jones Report each week uh, here on the Studio Soapbox Network, anywhere you get your podcast. Tom is the uh, the best. I love him and Tyler's show over there. Uh, also, big thanks to Hayden Fallock from ProWrestlingHistoricalSociety.com and uh, the PWHS uh, page on Facebook. If you're a wrestling fan, if you like old school wrestling or just want to try to get to learn a little bit, I highly suggest the website highly suggest their group on Facebook. Uh, the PWHS group on Facebook is really cool. A lot of cool stuff on there you can learn, and stuff that even someone like me who knew a lot going in really got to learn a lot. I really appreciate that. I appreciate Aiden's insight. So, uh, hey, want to also tell you, Episode 5.0 will be out on Monday. I'm really super excited about Episode 5. We're going to have uh, Fred Quarterbon, the Director of Basketball Operations for the University of Kansas basketball team, He's going to come on and talk about his new book coming out, The Positivity Tribe, uh, in the locker room. Uh, he's going to talk about the P- Positivity Poll. 
everything involving culture. It's a great interview. We talked about 30 minutes, and I guarantee you will enjoy it. Guy is just an infectiously positive and just a super, super guy. We're so lucky to have him on the show next week. So i definitely be ready for that on come Monday. Uh, big thanks to Tyler Jones, everybody at the Studio Soapbox uh, for everything you do behind the scenes. Thank you, sir. Uh, most importantly, thank you to the listener. Don't forget to rate us, review us, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcasts. Subscribe, rate us, review. We appreciate every five-star review. Until next time, I'm Coach Bo, Ryan O'Connor, reminding you to do something kind for someone, and don't forget to be good to yourself as well. See you next week.